Hey everybody, welcome to the Fate Forge Academy. I am your GM, Steven. Uh, today is a little bit different as our episode or our session last time went a little bit longer. And so we actually split it in two. So I don't have a normal intro like we do with all my lovely friends saying, hi, it's Chris, hi, it's Michael, all that stuff. Um, just me today uh, as we catch up with the other three of our students and see what they're doing in this uh, kind of time hop. Before we get started though, uh, we are affiliated with Greenleaf Geek and Found Familiar Coffee. So at greenleafgeek.com or foundfamiliar.com, uh, use the code FAYFORGE on checkout. You get 10% off at both of those stores. Uh, and then that supports the podcast a little bit. Um, both are like really, really fantastic. Um, that coffee, <laughs> I drink a lot of it. Uh, and I have a beautifully handmade set um, from Leah as well. Uh, so please check those out. We also have a merch store. So if you go to fayforgeacademy.com, um, you can find that there. Uh, you can also find a link to our Patreon uh, where we have lots of extra uh, content for you. And uh, last but not least, uh, please keep sharing the show with your friends um, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, um, all those places and tag us in it. That really helps our show grow along with leaving a five-star rating and review, particularly on iTunes. Uh, we're at 89 reviews right now. 11 more and we'll break 100 that's a really big deal so if you can take the time and you've enjoyed our content thus far uh that would be awesome all right let's go see what's happening at the Fayforge forge academy I think I think before the camping trip, uh, Emily would also be a good time if you want to try to contact Ithrades. Yes, and yeah. I have a, a way that I want to do it. Uh, oh. I I took Dream as my oh my yes <laughs> the best spell in D &D. It is the best spell in D and D. So I don't want to write him a letter. I want to appear in his dreams. <laughs> okay, okay. So you when when whenever you prepare this, you you do the you do the time math to figure out when he would probably be sleeping. Yeah. Um, uh, and go ahead and describe how you how you do that, and set up set up the dream. Okay, so uh, I, I like the the components for this one, which is a hand full of sand, a dab of ink, and a writing quill plucked from a sleeping bird. Um, <laughs> so I've gathered all these things. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Poor bird. Um, and I sit on the the floor of uh, my dorm room and assemble all my little materials. 
And using that dab of ink in that quill, I, I write out his name on a little piece of paper. Um, and I place my hand upon my chest. Uh, and her eyes flash white. She goes into this essentially astral projection state. Um, and sort of uses that bond, that connection that she has with him to seek him out in the dream plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also call, because I can manipulate uh, the setting of the dream as well, um, I'm, I make it the, the cottage that we lived in. And, um, you know, I, I fill the air with beautiful baking scents and sort of try to draw him into that beautiful memory in his dreams. Would you, would you describe... Um... What Thrades looks like? Uh, he's hot. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, perfect. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Oh, got it. I have it written down. Is, uh, he, is he is he D and D hot or Forge hot? Because I feel like there's two different hots. Well, somebody in the Discord was like, "Wow, perseverance is what I thought a Thrades looked like." Um, so I'm sort of leaning into that. Um, he. he <laughs> Thrades oh, is, per- is perseverance is like younger brother. <laughs> He's he is an elf. He is a black-haired, green-eyed um wood elf. Okay. Uh yeah, so you you see him as you set up kind of this familiar place um sitting at the table just sort of watching you bake uh as y'all used to in your little cottage. He looks around and says, "Smells wonderful." Thank you, Aya. I've learned a few things in the time I've been gone. I miss you so much, terrible. Me too. Is this real? Um, yes, but also, no. I... There's a lot more magic in the world than I ever thought, and... And it's alright where I am. Nobody's afraid of it. I wish you could come here. Are they... Are you alright? Um, I'm... I'm okay, yeah. I don't know. The the village is asking questions about where you where you went, and I don't know. They kind of. I feel kind of like an outsider now. Well, we were sort of always outsiders, weren't we? But I'm sorry. I I never wanted to make this harder on you. Um, I can. I I I could come back if if that will help. No, you do. Like I've always said, you have a gift, and you should you should grow that gift, and that won't happen here. I'm okay. D- does he really seem okay? <laughs> Can I uh, insight check him in roll, his own dream? Roll an insight check, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will say, because you're creating this dream, I, you can roll it with advantage. Ooh. Okay. Uh, 20. Okay. I would say, um, as it's a dream... You there's like this dark shadow or aura around him uh, that kind of pulses a little bit of worry and sadness. Uh, please, if if anything happens, if if anything comes up and you need me, just uh, write to me. I I think I think you can write to me where I am. I don't know, actually. I'll have to ask a friend. Yeah. Um. I, I, I will. I. He kind of looks down. He does that nervous, like trying to figure out how to say something. 
Look. What is it? There's just, there's a couple times there's been some people who come through the village and ask about where you are. What people? Mother and father? Uh, Just, no, strangers. Strangers? Yeah, they say that you... I don't, it, it doesn't really make sense that... No, tell me, please. Well, they, they say that you're in a dangerous place and that you're, you and what whatever you're doing is gonna be bad for the world and it's your fault that magic is back and... It's, it's my fault. That's what, and that they need to find you to protect the world. I don't know, they, but they, 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 I don't, I don't trust them. Have you, you haven't told them anything about where I am, right? No, but they also, they also mentioned, uh, a, a dwarf that you're with, like, uh, Forgeheart? Is that a name? Cos? Uh, yes, there's, there's a dwarf that I know. Um. They say you and him are plotting something. And he's. Plotting? Yeah. I don't. I don't know what any of this is about. This is... This is not good. And I don't... If you're not safe, you should... You should go. I don't... I don't, I don't know that I'm not... I, where would I go? I, I don't know. Maybe you could come here or, or something. I don't... I don't want them to hurt you because of me. I don't want anyone else to get hurt because of me. Uh, and I need you to make a wisdom save. Uh, 13. Okay. Your connection starts to break in the spell. You hear? You hear? You need to keep yourself safe too. And the dream breaks. I will. Out, outside of your control. And this large shadow surrounds you. You hear? There once were five. And now there's four. Help me. And you wake up. (gasps) There once was five and now there's four. Oh. And we're going to switch over to rain rain over these few months you've also gone through a lot recently what are you doing uh so rain is uh after the incident with causes grandmother uh rain uh is kind of moved to action and and feels pretty strongly that at least right now they are not going to find the answers that they need at school uh so they uh probably spend that first night you know in the dorms uh tell tell everybody like just their friends uh that they're headed out uh rain would tell perseverance just because they know that Perseverance has that link to Imelda and also would love to not get expelled while I'm trying to, you know, actually mm-hmm. educate myself since you won't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
a couple people know that they leave, but they go to the Feywilds. Um, and I imagine since time is different in the Feywilds and it moves differently, that mm-hmm. although they're probably only gone in total for a few months, it's I would imagine quite a bit of time passes in the Feywilds. Um, mm-hmm. So they head out. Uh, I don't know if Imelda would be there or if Imelda's staying on campus. Yeah. Um, so once once Perseverance took over, uh, Imelda went back. Okay. So you would find her at her hut. Okay. So yeah, Rain would go there first, um, just as kind of a touch point, and uh, just ask for guidance. I, I yeah. you know. Yeah. When when you get there, uh, well, first cause cause says. Um, Basically, along the lines of, like, let me know if you go somewhere else besides Imelda's hut. I'll meet you there. Yes. Uh, um, I Rain would have told Kaz that there's something that they need to do first. But they are going to come back because um, they know okay. that Kaz needs some help and they want to help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So, you go to Imelda's hut. Uh, and as you approach, the same starry ceiling... Um, this strange, this strange little hut. Um, Imelda's there, her bright blue eyes, like lightning blue eyes, uh, greet you uh, with a smile. It's, oh, my favorite little tattoo artist. Hmm. What can I do for you? Um, well, I need, I, I, I think I need to get a move on. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not very confident that I'm going to find what I need at school and I think uh, there's got to be more that I can do so I I need to just point me in the direction and I'll go do it uh, which direction would you like me to point you in I need answers about how to get Colonel out I need to know more about the light dragon I've I've shared all I know about the dragon um, but there is someone who would know more than I and may be able to help you with Colonel as well. Um, I need you to go. Um, you, you've done a little bit of traveling here in the Feywilds, but um, it's a little different than in your world where you can just put down a map and go somewhere. Right. And she gives some kind of detailed directions Um that involve more like walk, walk through this tree, go to like very, very <laughs> fey stuff. Right. Um, uh, but you need to end up at, there's a tree um, different than the one that your school. It's not that, it's not that kind of, it's not a magic tree. It's just a very big tree um, that some very creative uh, friends have turned into, uh, I guess you would consider it in your world, sort of a, a tavern in something it's called branches it's um wonderful place uh a friend of mine named kazatara uh spends a lot of her time there kazatara yeah um go go there find her and uh she will probably be able to give you at least some more answers all right than i can I can do that. Uh, thank you. And good luck. 
Yeah, probably just immediately take off. Oh, oh. Uh, not a big deal, but the fate of the Feywilds may rest on you figuring this situation out. Goodbye. Uh, okay. Like, <laughs> derpy anime <laughs> face. <She's> like, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll take off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're not sure again, time, time, it's, it's timey wimey in the Feywilds. Um, and, uh, but you do get to the, this tree, this tree is like, it's like empire state building size mm. tree. It's massive. Okay. As you, as you get there, you can see on each of these branches is sort of like this platform. There's a, um, there's tons of different places where there's sort of like a, like a bar. There's, there's performers, there's all sorts of like, it's very fey magic. So there's lots of colors and, and illusions and and all sorts of things happening. Uh, there are are fairies and dryads and um, small little um, fey drakes and um, basically every fey creature that you can think of is here. It's loud. It's joyful. I'm imagining it's... like the cantina from Star Wars right now, but mm-hmm. make it fey. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who have watched uh, any of our mini campaigns, uh, this is um, where Jue, yeah. So Connie has a uh, played in Into the Mist. Mm. This um, this uh, Yuan Ti like sorcerer or bard um, that was just like very flamboyant and and boisterous and entertaining, uh, and has a void dragon uh, that did. Uh, performances with them, and this is this was their favorite place to perform. Um, so there's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, uh, as you go in, Imelda gave you this this description of an individual who is tall, stands out. Their eyes, their eyes are two toned. Um, they both go from outside in. They go from purple to orange. Okay. She explained to you that they are. There's always an air. There's always a sort of slight whirlwind around them. Their hair uh, is long and it it's just like always being blown. Um, uh, and you can actually feel the air around them. There's usually a gap because of it between them and anyone else, even if they are very intimate with, with, with someone or anything like that. Um, and uh, and as, you, as you go looking for them, you find them very easily. Why, how would you approach this individual? And a, as you see them, there is an air of power about them. Heck, okay, okay. Um, and I'm gonna just march right across the floor, trying to avoid getting stepped on. Uh, I imagine if there is gusts of wind, I'm having to, like, maybe grab on to a shoelace or something and hold myself <laughs> steady. Like, hello? <laughs> um, excuse me? This individual looks down. The eyes, as they make eye contact with you, you feel like these eyes can see not just your physical self, but like your emotional and spiritual self looks down at you. Um, Smooth voice. My fairy friend, what are you doing on the ground? Um, I I just, I haven't really had it in me to be airborne lately. Um, but, uh, I, I need some help. Uh, if you have just a, a little bit of time, um, I would be willing to, uh, compensate you in friendship. I have not had money for some time, uh, but, you know, we'll work something out. Oh, I don't need money. Oh, good. Please. Uh, reaches down their hand, 
uh, can I help you up? Uh, okay. And I'll climb on. I, I just, my back really can't handle the, the crouching down at your level the whole time. That's understandable. Uh, lifts you up on, onto the table. Uh, kind of, uh, waves to, to one of the, the tavern workers. Can you bring, can you bring my, my friend here a, uh, a chair? Uh, they bring you a fairy sized chair that sits right, right on the table. They're very prepared. There's a little, there's a little like Barbie playhouse sized, uh, sized table that is also there. (laughs) Um, so you have a connection to dragons. I do. Actually, that's what I came here to talk. Do you? How? Uh, I'm not going to make any assumptions, but you seem like you, uh, probably know more than you let on, (laughs) which is fine. But, um, how much do you know about why I'm here? Um, not too much specifically. I can sense the power emanating from your tattoo that is very much shaped like the eye of a dragon. I can sense your friend on you. Yes! Oh, Colonel! And I can sense your concern. So I just did a little bit of mental calculation. Incredible! So, yes, uh, I, I'll reach in and pull... Uh, I'm gonna kind of look around to make sure nobody's paying too much attention to us, uh, but I will... You want... Do you, do you need some more privacy? Um, can... Uh, yes? Is that allowed? Their voice booms. Mm-hmm. Everyone, uh, find another branch, please. Everyone on this branch stops. Those who work as well. And they all leave. Oh my god, they're fucking Jimmy Hoffa. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I'll wait till everybody clears out. I'll produce the crystal that contains Colonel. So, okay. Uh, taking a gamble here. Long story short, um, I might be uh, metaphorically in bed with something really terrible and uh, might have committed to myself without realizing what I was doing. And uh, this is my best friend, Colonel. Um, he is my best friend, despite what he may tell you. Uh, but he has been trapped in this uh, this crystal for some time. Um, I really need to get him out of there. There's also this light dragon. I don't know if you're familiar, but I need to uh, basically break some sort of powerful mind control on him so that he can help his friends. Um, and I would love to like undo uh, some of this betrayal and curse and stuff, stuff, stuff with my family. Slow down. Oh. Um. So anyway, that's it. What's the name of the dragon? Um, it has two names. Ave and Ore. There's this solemn look on their face. This is his eye. And I'll point to the tattoo on my neck. I can see that now. What do you want from me? How do you believe I can help you? I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I don't think I... I don't think I'm enough. So, I need to figure out how to be enough. I need to figure out how to make Colonel be free and my family be okay and fix everything. How to be enough. The only one who can decide if you're enough is you. You have to believe that. There's nothing I can say. There's no magic. There's no power. That's on you. And listen. I kind of leaned forward smell kernel in the crystal. What do you know of dragons? Um, that they're the best and they're super neat and um 
uh, that I don't, I'd never seen one before I started seeing the light dragon in my dreams. And... You saw it in your dreams? Yes, that's how I got the idea for this super neat, and I'll kind of pat the tattoo again. You are a wonderful artist. I hope you know that. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes. Dragons are, f- dragons are funny creatures. People think they're powerful because they're big. They think they're powerful because they can breathe. Well, it depends on the dragon, but powerful fire or light or thunder, whatever it may be. That's not what makes the dragons unique. There are many dragons that are not awake in this world. A dragon's physical form, it's just a manifestation of the magic that created them. They do not always look like dragons, but they have a belief in who they are. So if I just believe in myself, I'll be a dragon? (laughs) It might be that simple. And, And that... The chuckle at first that happens is not that that's a joke. That's said dead serious. Um, okay. Uh, okay. I can do this. Okay. And I'm gonna just like squint and see if anything happens. Your wings start to transform from the like dragonfly fairy sort of wings to something a little bit more draconic. As you continue to, as you focus on that, some must be re- reawoken. Some must accept who they are. And some must make right something that was wronged to free themselves. Ore once was kind, was noble, and deeply protected those, that, those things that he loved. Arvea is none of those things. Okay. There is more to you than you may know. There is more to your friend in there than he may know. Dragons do not just come into dreams, though. And you watch as their neck starts to shift and crack. And they grow. And before you, as it pushes things off, the, this this bar, like the a table goes tumbling down 300 feet and crashes at the bottom of the forest floor um, oh. is this massive ancient wind dragon <gasps> its scales are mostly white but then there's this intri- intricate pattern of like blue and purple its head rests on the table next to you you're about the size of like Maybe it's I. Right. <laughs> if it allows, I would definitely reach out and just kind of like lay a hand against the end of mm-hmm. its um, snout. Mm-hmm. And you feel you feel a little bit of uh, warmth isn't the right word. Power, I guess. And it speaks in your mind now. It doesn't speak with its mouth. Ooh. There was a lot that was lost. Maybe you can help us get it back. I can. You're doing well. Trust in yourself. Do you have a name? Most call me Kazatara. Okay. I can do it. I'll do it. 
Do you know where to find me? Yes, in my heart, of course. Now we're friends. And and here also. <laughs> <laughs> and they transform back. Uh, good luck, young one. Thank you. Before we find out what cause is up to, uh, I wanted to remind you to go to greenleafgeek.com real quick, uh, order a set of dice or a sticker or something uh, and use the code Fayforge on checkout and get 10% off of that order because the dice are fabulous. The merch is fabulous. And uh, that helps us. That helps you. Everybody wins. All right. Let's find out what our favorite dwarf bard is doing. Cause uh, as your friends are all starting on their own little um, pursuits of, of what is going on in their own personal lives, You've just been dealt a huge trauma. Mm-hmm. As Ketla has been captured and presumably taken back to the Deep Stones, your family, who you and Ketla have been on the run from for years. How's uh, how's Cause going to deal with that? As you have this this space of about six months. So after Kirby and Hugo head back to the uh, the Feywild and Cause takes time to really just internalize, I think on a deeper level than he would have in the past, that there is a story here that he is at the center of. And he's been running from it when... Mm-hmm. Kirby showed up and said, no, I'm here to be your divine protector. You know, Kaz was like, mm, no, this is not a story about me. This is a story about uh, Besky, you know, and, and and he's been doing that for a while. But when, you know, the old family blood come, came knocking and, and kidnapped Ketla, that was a startling revelation for cause because he really thought he had outrun it like he thought that those days were behind mm-hmm. I mean it's been decades yeah and so I'm imagining almost like as everyone's kind of like you know settling back in to like you know, the next you know the next semester and, and how things are going to pan out there's a bit of a, like a John Wick moment for cause you know there's mm-hmm. a there's there's some loose loose floorboards in the corner of his room that he has not touched since yeah. the first day of class. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's going to close his door. He's going to lock it, which he never does. Cause his door is always open, but not right mm-hmm. now. Now he goes over to the corner and he's muttering to himself. like, oh, Never thought I'd see that day. Can't believe they would hire creatures such as that. Those bastards. And Cause is, is pulling up, you know, pulling back the carpet, taking the floorboards aside and laying them aside like very neatly one at a time. And he reaches in and pulls out a leather bundle. It's well-oiled, well taken care of. And yeah, he pulls a, he pulls a crossbow out from it. Hmm. And he, he reaches inside and pulls out a handful of bolts. Each one looks exceedingly sharp and deadly. And there's also a few potions there as well, and some scrolls. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, causes he's packing his bag, like he's packing his bag. Okay. This is when he 
I think this is when he's going to accept the fact that as much as he wants to like just be at the academy, have this be his life, and have you know this is like the sort of happy hideaway home for him and Ketla, like that's not the case anymore. Yeah, and it's time for him to to kind of get back in the saddle. He was an adventurer yeah. before he came to the Fae, before he came to the Fae Forge Academy, and kind of knows what he has to do. Okay. Uh, so, one, I will. I'm happy to let you uh, either choose or roll on one of the DMG tables as far as like scrolls and potions go. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll say like uh, two uncommon and one rare for the potions and for the scrolls. Oh, okay. Uh, so one thing I had in mind was that um, so at 10th level bards get um, I think it's called a, uh, like stolen stolen knowledge mm-hmm. where they get to start picking classes from other spell class lists yep. and so there are some high level wizard spells that Kaz is going to take as part of like this kind of like opening back up the old kid perfect but I can also add on to that uh, I'll just know what those are it's um, phantasmal killer and wall of force Ooh, yeah, those are fun spells. Exactly. And so, okay. And so you said an uncommon potion, uh, two uncommon, and a rare. Okay. And and I would say some of that, like, you can have that coming from however you want to to frame it in your mind, either from um, uh, your time before as an adventure, kind of as these things. You're like, oh, I don't, I I shouldn't need these, but just in case. Or things that you've just like being at the Fae Forge Academy for so long at this mm-hmm. point, um, you've just kind of picked up like, oh, this potion would might. Hopefully, I don't need it, but maybe it would come in handy. We've encountered some weird stuff recently, sort of a mm-hmm. thing. So, however you want to fra- frame that. Okay. Um, I'm, in my mind, the crossbow is a non-magical crossbow, but it really okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be because it's you know, okay. cause doesn't carry a weapon. Like he's never yeah. pulled out a dagger. He's never, you know, I mean, he just plays a song. He plays a ukulele at people. Occasionally he smacks mm-hmm. people's ukulele, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So uh, as you pack up to head out of the Fae Forge Academy, where are you headed? Do you need a map? No, I got the map here. Okay. I got the map here. So, I mean, like, Cause uh, would be heading. Uh, I mean, if, he, if he's got for kn- knowing that there's uh, uh, phrase this, how long would it take for him to get to Karen? Uh, you'd have to probably from Varen Hollow. Uh, I would I would guess it's about a month and a half trip. There's no airships there currently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all it's all just good old fashioned boats. Um, but yeah, it'd probably be about a month and a half boat yep. trip. All right, that causes heading back to Karen. Okay. Um, so uh, as you you head to Varen Hollow, mm-hmm. board a ship. Um, it's just a it's it's a basic trading ship. It's nothing nothing special um, that stands out. Your trip itself um, is quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of that calm before the storm that waiting period uh, that is that can be almost more difficult than being in danger or being in the midst of, of tension where 
Kaz mm-hmm. doesn't have anything really he can do. So over this month and a half boat trip, is there anything you'd want to do? Uh, Kaz is going to start really uh, honing his... He's learned a lot of things at the Fate Forge Academy, and a lot of them he hasn't really seen fit to use. It's not really been his necessarily his forte. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like fighting undead, the the the, the Fey, like he's he's leaned a little bit more into some of like the combat spells, but a lot of like the like illusion or you know the again as we all know the most insidious of all the schools of magic enchantment uh he's he's not really used too much of it while at the faith forge academy mostly just out of like you know mostly out of like like like, like that's not what we do here you know yeah but i mean he's 100 percent. i mean this is like everyday uh clairvoyance illusion magic to hide his appearance like he is he's going underground like the cause that gets off of this no one recognized cause by the time he gets to karen uh, he's mm-hmm. he's at this point like constructed a a pretty elaborate rapport, and I'll even go as far as to say that he has even gone to the extent that he has cast modify memory on some of the members of the crew, so that they have memories of oh yeah, um, you know actually let me let's go take a it's a good alternate name for for cause. Let's I pulled up my NPC name list. Oh yeah, go go for it. Yeah, see yours. Uh. Uh. Tordek Eversharp. Love it. Yes, Tordek Eversharp. And so there are members of the crew. I mean, like, you can cast Modify Memory like twice a day, and it's, you know, mm-hmm. month and a half, right? That's mm-hmm. 45 days. So that's mm-hmm. 45 times that he can just start implanting memories into the different crew members so that they remember Tordek Eversharp. He's back. Oh, we love shipping with Tordek Eversharp. We've known him for mm-hmm. years. I remember yeah. him from my childhood. You Such know. a great crew member. <laughs> oh yeah, Tordic's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's worked on this ship like, oh my gosh, you no, know, he's, he's been on this ship for for years now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when he arrives mm-hmm. in Karen, like, there's no like he's got alibis for his alibis. No one mm-hmm. would be, and anyone who's looking for for Cause Forge Heart is not going to find him. Yeah, which, I mean, I feel like that fits really well given that uh, the agent that was sent to kidnap you believes you're dead exactly uh, and that mm-hmm. they murdered you so that's so i feel like that's very fitting um so karen does not have a lot of port cities it has one primary one uh mm-hmm. the city of river river heart um it's this sort of majestic three-tiered city through the center of it um a, a waterfall flows all the way from from the the first level down to the bottom um, when you land at the ports, um, there's there's probably thirty or forty ships. Uh, the key component that is that makes Riverheart such a um, kind of central location is a lot of the the Dwarven clans have a um, embassy in what's called the fog. The first level is called the fog. As the waterfall falls down, it creates a mist, and so it's sort of this always damp always sort of foggy section but the dwarven clans have an embassy where they work with the five families uh of river heart to export fey iron which is the most um 
It's a metal that is used in basically like scribing or or imparting runes into metal to create magic items. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, it is what is used by Nairine to create their airships. Um, so it's very valuable. Mm-hmm. The deep stones uh, do have some connections, though. Uh, given that how their family operates, they are not really part of the embassy. Uh, they operate more in the shadows. Mm-hmm. So as cause as you arrive at this really bustling, massive city. Mm. Um, how would you go about looking for information or, or whatever whatever your goals may be? So Tordek, Tordek Eversharp, as it gets off mm-hmm. the boat, uh, immediately goes to one of the taverns that's in town and that he remembers, right? Like back from when he was, you know, part of the family, that there's no seaside tavern, no port of call that doesn't have at least one eye and ear of the Deepstones there. Mm-hmm. Might not be someone who's family, but it's definitely someone who is being paid. Yeah. And he's uh, going to, like, he knows the signs, he knows what to look for. Uh, he's casting non detection on himself. And mm-hmm. uh, he's basically going to go and try to make contact as a uh, someone who's interested in work. And I'm okay. going to take a qu- quick pause here. Okay. Uh, there is uh, a particular. So, so like I said, there's three. There's three levels of of River Heart. Uh, the fog is the first level. It's got the ports, and then uh, the Dwarven Embassy, and then most most of the people who live there are are working class. It's poor. Um, the the structure of the city is these the five families that run Riverheart are are pretty oppressive. It's it's not an it's not a nice place mm-hmm. for most people. The center section is where most of the uh, trade and uh, taverns and entertainment happens. Um, this is called the calling. Uh, is the second section um, in there? you would remember a specific inn called the Fireleaf. It is more, it's more hotel-like, honestly. It's it's nice. Uh, the the service is top-notch. The hmm. decor is, is beautiful, filled with um, all these different, like, there's chandeliers. Everything has this, like, um, really beautiful silver trim around it. The... The clientele uh, is is pretty high class, but uh, it is a favorite spot of some of the uh, eyes and ears of the Deepstone Clan, uh, particularly uh, Aloric Battlehammer, who is also a dwarf, uh, who it's probably been thirty or forty years you'd say since you'd seen any anyone from your family or that works for your family mm-hmm. so he looks exactly the same <laughs> from an aesthetics from an aesthetic standpoint yeah uh, always always has this blue vest on uh, sort of puffy sleeves coming out of it an absurd amount of jewelry mm. 
a ring on a ring on every finger. Some fingers have two rings, um, multiple necklaces. Where it's just like, okay, we we get it. You have stuff, like. <laughs> but have you seen how much stuff I have? Let me show you. <laughs> the only difference is his skin is a little a little more wrinkly. He's got some extra creases uh, in his forehead from his furrowed brow. Uh, his hair, uh, his just like jet black hair uh, is becoming a little bit more salt and pepper um, as it's as it's slicked back and pulled back uh, into a long long braid uh, as is his beard mm. um, but yeah you see him at the same table you you would have seen him at 35 years ago um, having a drink he's got a book in his hand uh, and then and another what appears to be a journal and and a quill next to him all right, as Tordic sees this, again, Tordic, Tordic Eversharm, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to go ahead and order a drink from the bar, something that is, you know, this, this, again, the, the, the Fireleaf is a nice venue, so he orders something that's like mid-shelf to show that mm-hmm. he's got class, but he's not trying to show off. Okay. And uh, he walks over with his drink in hand over to Valoric Battlehammer and mm-hmm. just standing in his field of vision, but slightly on the edge of the peripheral, mm-hmm. just sort of mutters like, well, they say all blades are black. Aloric, uh if he was a cat, if he was a cat, you'd see his, his ear do that like, turning towards that sound picking it up over kind of the the buzz of of the the inn and then and looks at you and he says and they say black is worth more than gold have a seat Tordic uh, sits down across the table is uh you know of course since Belorik's back is to the wall Tordic's back is exposed mm-hmm. and you know sits down and of uh, back in town and I find myself in need of a bit of a free time I've got some free time I find myself a bit of need of something to occupy myself hmm. I work mostly in acquisitions and, you know and and cause really hams up like this this sort of like mm-hmm. Like there, there's not a small part of Kaz's brain that's like really like I'm a spy now. <laughs> but he's like, no, you gotta be serious. Kettle's Kettle yeah. life is on the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, quick to business. Let me ask you, friend. Where did you come across those words? Let's just say it's not my first time here in Riverhop, right here at the Fireleaf. <laughs> I don't believe I've seen you before. And Tordic, who of course is a, a much older dwarf, mm-hmm. kind of like leans in and says, "Then you must be new." <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need you to roll a uh, a deception or an intimidation. It's your choice. Oh, all right. Uh, we'll go. We'll go with deception here. We're we're not trying to put the moves on Baloric here. All right. All right. I'm going to use roll twenty as we are spotlight sponsored. <laughs> And oh, there it is. Well, the first roll is a fourteen. I'll take that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, he rolled a 16 on the dice. Ooh, okay. Uh, all right. So he says, <laughs> I'm definitely not new around here. It's been my job for the last 50 or so years to be in this inn watching. So be straight with me. He nods mm. his head towards three different tables. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you see, uh, given your adventuring experience, mm. uh, you would see some well-concealed mm-hmm. but well-armed mixture of dwarves, humans, and halflings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at each of those tables, one of them is very attentive to what's happening. Mm-hmm. There's and there's, I would I would say there's about ten of them. Yeah, Kaz, Kaz certainly uh, understands what's at stake right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, backpedaling, of course, is not an option. Kaz keeps us cool. Tordic leans back at her. I apologize. I've had to deal with a few uh, difficult employers lately, and it's put me a bit on edge. I that was rude. I came by those words through. An old friend of mine, and Tordek is going to refer to one of I'm going to say his old one of his one of his brothers. Okay, and is going to is going to try to I mean I'm going to try to pile on the lies here, <laughs> and is going to uh, hopefully the dice will, will favor me on this one. But is going to tell us tell a very short but hopefully believable story. Actually, you know what? It's 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 not totally a lie. Cause does okay. know about uh, does know about Baloric from his brother Glintgar. Okay, Glintgar Forgehammer. We'll say Glintgar is. Um, Probably of all of his all of his brothers, he's probably the one who's like the the like least uh, competent. Okay. Um, I said, yeah, I came by that name, came by that name through Glintgar. Or sorry, I came by those words from Glintgar a long time ago, around a uh, gambling fucking, table. <laughs> fucking Glintgar. Uh, roll, <laughs> roll a um, I don't know. Since that, since, roll, roll a persuasion. Okay. Okay. Come on, dice. Jeez, that's a seven on the dice, but I have expertise in persuasion, so that's a nineteen. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Uh, okay, you're all a six on the dice. He does not have expertise like insight. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's a uh, fucking glint guard. Well, uh, I'm sure you've. It's been a lot. It must have been a long time ago, because uh, rest his dumb soul. Uh, Glintgar's not with us anymore. And Kaz hears that, you know, he knew that things wouldn't have changed, or things would have stayed the same in the last 35 years, but, you know, even though he was the most incompetent, Glintgar was probably the the closest thing he had to a brother who gave a shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a moment where, like, you know, and and Kaz tries to pass it off to them. That's a damn shame. Yeah. He might have been a fool, but he would His heart was in the right. His heart was in the right place, and uh, he he played a good game of cards too. Yeah. 
he did play a good game of cards because it was always easy to get some coin off of him. I mean, that's uh, mostly what I'm referring to. <laughs> uh, and so you see him kind of as you as you are having this conversation. He's loosening up a little bit. Hmm. So acquisitions. I don't know. Have you ever worked with the Deepstone family before? This will be my first time. Then I will need some proof of your skill before we get a little bit deeper. There is... uh, He starts flipping through his book Mm. um, about different things. You are familiar with our uh, Nairinian friends. Aye. I've been told that they're working on some things uh, down in their in their schools. Their artificers mm. have been uh, creating some new um, developments with airships that would be very helpful for our operations. If you aren't good at acquiring things. Find out what those plans are. Bring them to me. And we might be able to forge a relationship. Well, let's not beat around the bush then. If we're talking about a job, I'm talking about payment. No problem doing your little test, but I do expect to be compensated for my time. How much are these plans worth to you? About 4,000 gold. Done. (laughs) Good. He kind of writes down a few more details for you. Mm -hmm. And then also pulls out a contract. Um, You've seen seen the Deepstone contracts. They're pretty straightforward. Um, Any betrayal, any any sort of thing like that, uh, you pay for with your life. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Deepstone name is not to put, not to be mentioned in any of your uh, in your work, mm-hmm. unless it's with another member of the clan. Uh, and then your payment is on there. Uh, so sign here, and uh, a little down payment opens. A, there's a lockbox that he pulls out from next to him, opens it up, uh, and slides over. 500 gold to you. Uh, Tordic uh, makes a, a show of, of briefly counting the money and uh, just, you know, scanning it with his eyes. Uh, it doesn't take more than a few moments, a few seconds, mm-hmm. and uh, nods his head and puts uh, signs Tordic Eversharp to the document, okay. taking care to disguise his handwriting. Okay. Uh, so, Loric. It's a pleasure doing business with you. I hope to see you again soon. Um, and doing some math mm-hmm. uh, and figuring out how to get to uh, Nairin and do this. Oh my lord! No, <laughs> it's it's a lot of it. It will take a lot of of work and probably some resources that you don't yet have access to. Um, oh, so this isn't a workshop that's here in 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's here, River Harvest. He wants me to no, go this to is a, and come back. This uh, is a I was hoping it would be a workshop here. <laughs> I was hoping it would <laughs> nope. be a workshop here. Oh man. Okay. Nope. Um, damn, that's gonna be. That's definitely gonna cut into uh, his plans here. As Cause leaves the fire leaf, um, like he heaves a sigh of relief. Uh, but his brows furrow in concern. Uh, it's going to take some time for him. He knows that if he's got any, he knows that if he wants to have any chance of uh, rescuing Ketla from from his family, and indeed, like that's what this is—that's the name of the game here. He's going to have to like, he's going to have to infiltrate, and infiltrating means going undercover. This is going to, and especially if they're asking for blueprints from Noreen, like this is going to take a long time. He could try to do it on his own, but he knows that, I mean, Besky's the prince of Noreen. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there, there's, there's no reason to not, and, and number one, there's no reason not to, to use that. But also number two, like Kaz is kind of like, oh, geez, I'm still, I mean, the, the, the deep stones are like whatever they're going to use those plans are aren't going to be for good and it will probably end up hurting besky so yeah uh you know we could run this as the comedy of errors where besky finds out about this at the worst possible moment or cost can be upfront about it and see if there's a way that uh, everyone can win here maybe even yeah. screw the deep stones over by feeding them some bad information so yeah uh cause is going to you know uh then cause is going to you know take some time to you know do a little more collection of information while he's all the way out here in river harp and mm-hmm. sort of like get some more information on the the deep stones try to like pass it off as him just uh making sure that they're you know still the family that they used to be and they still have the same reputation uh again still like trying to like play as if he's Tordek, making sure that like uh He's checking his sources and then he's going to yeah. head back. He's going to head back to the Academy yeah. to find Besky. You won't even have to make a roll for this, but you do get the sense that when you left the Deepstone family was very united. There was very much a top-down loyalty. Kind of the lower levels would always kind of try to jockey for position and, and power and stuff like that, but it was a very, very rigid, organized structure. Um, there's whispers of discontent with uh, perhaps dissension in the ranks. Um, and so you are able to kind of lock that little piece away mm-hmm. and head back to Varen Hollow and eventually the Fae Forge Academy. Mm-hmm. Now, as all this time passes for all of you, uh, for the various reasons you get back, the campus uh ariadne your camping trip goes by with without a hitch it's wonderful dope uh, uh blossom you don't hear from that shadow again <laughs> for the time being ashrin you wrestle with what you have discovered um and besky makes it back from nareen as does cause who has been gone most of this time as you kind of all start catching up in the in the courtyard outside of the singing tree the tree glows three individuals walk through 
and knock down this barrier. Oh. Don Jarius. No. Says, <gasps> no. Cause is gonna be so pissed. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh. Says, now, why would anyone put up a barrier and not welcome the rightful heirs to this castle? <gasps> and we're gonna have to find out what happens next time on the Fae Forge Academy. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for attending the Fae Forge Academy today. Uh, before you go, don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy. Um, and also stop by Greenleaf Geek, which is at Greenleaf Geek on Twitter and Instagram or greenleafgeek.com. Get all your dice needs fulfilled. Um, uh, and don't forget that if you use the code Fayforge on checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. We are also proud members of the Fundamentals Podcast Network, so make sure you go to thefundamentals.com to catch up on all sorts of pop culture and nerd stuff. Uh, they have a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts. Um, check them out. And with that, I am your Dungeon Master, Steven. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM. My name is Ian Gould, and you can find me on Twitter at Ian G. Gould. Hey, I'm Chris. I like to hang out. You can do so alongside me on Twitter at Kiss of Hemlock. My name is Michael Sinclair II. You can find me at Michael Critz on Twitter and on Twitch. Hi, I'm Emily, or M, and you can find me at Emily Irv, that's E-M-I-L-Y-E-R-V, on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, I'm Kai. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at StoneflyKai. Hey, I'm Adelaide Gardner. You can find me at Oh Adelaide. I'm also in a center stream that's on the Negative 2 Charisma channel, and I'm also the social media manager for eSports. Theme music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs Podcast. For more music, check out D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects and music found at zapsplat.com, tabletopaudio.com, and epidemicsound.com. The Faithforge Academy is a proud member of the Fundamentals Podcast Network.